We and each of us covenant and promise that we will not reveal any of the secrets of this, the first token of the Ionic priesthood, with its accompanying name, sign, or penalty. Should we do so, we agree that our throats be cut from ear to ear and our tongues torn out by their roots. Search, ponder, pray. Is this the place? So, yeah, I mean, do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know me. I'm really good at having noisy things behind the microphone, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And rubbing yourself and all the I things. just rubbed myself. Did you hear me? <laughs> no, but I mean, you could guess at any time and it would be happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what's that fuzzy sound in the background? It was just me touching myself. Like, um... not like that. <laughs> When I think about you, I touch myself. (laughs) I touch myself. (laughs) So how was Survivor? Uh, When I got home from my mission, Uh my roommate slash friend slash girl who ghosted me after seven years of friendship, don't know why, (laughs) would love to know. uh, She made me listen to a song about a button. Have you heard this song about my button? No, but is, it, is that your clitoris? Let's see. Not not loosen up my buttons, babe. It's like, let me really find it. <laughs> um, loosen up my buttons. That sounds familiar. My legs are hairy. I just took a shower because I knew you were going to not be 15. I knew it was not going to be 10, 15 after. I was like, it's going to take her 20 minutes, not 15. And I was like 18 minutes. Eh, we'll see whatever <laughs> anyway it was just like this whole song about hold on button we're almost there button let me let me i don't know it was very uncomfortable for me and i was like i don't want to hear this song i don't know how i'm supposed to react was it like anyway. a stupid song or was she like yeah was she like clearly aroused okay let me just look up button song I like how we have things prepared and you're like, let me just hurry and (laughs) not have you prepared. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Anyway, I can't find it. Anyway, Survivor was great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There we realized that we're like weeks behind. (laughs) So we're going to just watch it uh, every day. Oh, nice. I I don't know how we lost you know we usually are very on top of our survivor game but did you watch our uh most famous followers two part two 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 episode uh debut andrew garfield under the banner of heaven oh no is that today too it was like two days ago i watched i finished it today mm. the whole thing no it's only two episodes oh um, well, I see. but here's what i've concluded mormons are lame <laughs> Well, the whole thing, I mean, like the whole, I was just cringing the whole time, but also they didn't under, they don't understand Utah accents. They, they're doing like Irish kind of, kind of an Irish accent. And I'm like, honey, no, 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 no. They don't get the Mormon accent. They forgot. They forgot to listen to us. I feel like Andrew did great. Andrew, I know you're listening. You did great. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you did good. (laughs) It's not good, and I think it's good to be a little embarrassed by a lot of this shit. Like, just how just how casually they talk about their religion, like 
within normal life. <laughs> it's right. Just like, like he's doing an investigation. He's like, sister, uh, hi, I'm, you know, no, no. it's like, why did you refer to her as sister if you're doing police shit? Mm-hmm. Neither here nor there. But I was stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I was stoked there. His, uh, his, uh, his fucking, what is it? Partner is a Paiute. So it was good to see that representation. Oh, cool. So I would give it like, you know, I'm going to keep watching it, of course. Andrew, you know, we got your back, boo. Uh, we, there's a shout out to Andrew Garfield. I know he needs the help. Just like <laughs> HBO. <laughs> Under the banner Everybody of go find him on Instagram. It might be hard. He's, not <laughs> he's unknown. Um, so can we just really briefly talk about my dad? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's up, dad? Thanks for the text. My dad is so fucking weird, you guys. Like, I lost out on parents. <laughs> two for two for failure. Hey, like, at least you had a dad. I don't know, though, you know? <laughs> because I was talking to Kate. That's and not da- fair, because my mom gave me, like, six, so. <laughs> I was talking to Danger and Kate, and uh, they are both bastards. And all the Josies are bastards, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the only non-bastard in our group. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> but uh, Kate goes one day, she goes, uh, we were all just sitting and visiting. And uh, Kate goes, Alvy, I don't know. Like, I have all this unknown unknown shit because I don't know my dad. She's like, but you're, having your dad sounds way worse. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, just the amount of, like, fuckery that goes on. <laughs> Like, okay. So here's the story. Um, I texted my dad before I went to the hospital, told him I was having a hard time, and he did not respond. And so it's just like, whatever. <laughs> you know? He texts me, um, I think it was. Hold on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what he texts me. Sorry, now I'm not prepared. Yeah, get with it. Shut up. <laughs> he texts me, well, I texted him happy birthday on Thursday, which was his birthday, like last Thursday. And then on Monday, he texts me, how are you? And I figured he'd just talk to one of my siblings. And they were like, Bobby was sure. in a fucking mental institution. Sure. Because that's how my parents get information. They have to ask someone besides me. <laughs> um, he says, how are you? And I said, oh, I just got out of the loony bin, feeling better, but there's stuff to work on. How are you? No response. He left me on red. This was at uh, 10 o'clock a.m. on fucking Monday. And then yesterday at fucking 8.30 or 9.30, he goes, I'm okay. We all have things to work on. You'll make it. Oh, my God. (sighs) You know what? Some of us don't make it, Dad. It's just like, what a weird fucking response, right? Yeah. And if you don't want to have the conversation with me. two days to figure that one out. (laughs) There's like no empathy in that. My dad is, like, a really good writer, too. Like, I get my writing shit from him. Sounds like it, honestly. Oh, right? From the texts I've seen. <laughs> Your mom, not to mention her, because she oh, loves right. it so much. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's mention her Very mom. prolific writer. Filling my message box with walls of text. Your dad, two sentences, man. I know. It's like apple and oranges. I mean, like, it's, like, it's like yin and yang of shit. Like, a pile of shit. Like, they yin and yang each other out, but it's just garbage. <laughs> like a dumpster with that's hot and it's full of liquid. And you're ugh, sloshing around. That's isn't my it, parents. Isn't it nuts when your parents are perfect for each other? They're not, though. That's so weird. Because it's like, <laughs> you think our moms would be bros. Why did they get married twice? Oh, God. Because they were attractive once. <laughs> 
let me tell you something. This is another reason why I'm just anti, why I just blow off good looks. I know I'm good looking, but my parents were both good looking. Obviously, I'm going to be good looking. I have nothing to do with it. Yes. <laughs> like, people who base so much shit in good looks, literally nothing. And when I say, like, my mom was hot, and I, she's not intelligent. Sorry, mom. Yeah, sorry, kids, for that te- for the text you're gonna get from her for me saying that. <laughs> she's just like she. I just feel like she never got smart. Like it, she just was like, I'll just skate on my looks, and I, I, so I'm guessing that's why. They, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of El Passion between the two of them. I don't know. El Passion meaning throwing things at each other. <laughs> that's passion <laughs> in the telenovelas. <laughs> uh, you know. I used to dream about meeting my dad and how cool he would be. And I know my dad's listening to this, but whatever. I mean, he wants to know the truth, right? I hope like, who, wouldn't it be so cool as a, as a parent to have an adult child? That's just like, I'm just going to lay it out for you, mom. <laughs> when I met my dad, I was like, oh, I can see why they liked each other. They're like uh- the same. <laughs> I'm like I just I raised myself that's what that's what I'm gonna go off of right now because (laughs) like I do want to get to know people but they're just driving me nuts and they're fucking flirting on Facebook all the time and I'm like if you guys get back together listen to this dad that's me cutting you off because I'm like done with all of it I already chopped off all your sons just like no 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 well honestly like because I, I swear around my grandma, and I have this weird thing, because Zach doesn't swear around me because he's showing me respect, but he swears. <laughs> so I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this respect? What the fuck are you talking about? Is usually my response. <laughs> and I said to my grandma, I'm like, I'm going to be my authentic self around you. Isn't that what you'd prefer? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> like She's like, I wish you wouldn't swear so much. I'm like, but that's who I am. And she's like, okay. You know? <laughs> She's cool about My it. My grandma just wishes I wasn't gay. <laughs> there was about two years where my grandma wished I wasn't gay because I told her that I was gay. Today, someone called me a pussy at work and I'm like, you are what you eat. <laughs> That's all the boys in the back. And I was like, I haven't said that since I was like 17 years old. And, uh, but since we're bringing it up. <laughs> no, honestly, have you seen that TikTok that says if you are what you are eat, then you're not enough? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that on your Instagram stories. I, like, I died. It's funny and it's sad. Um, but they you were, were like, hitting it good today. I was laughing at all of them. <laughs> Keep your wife's name out your fucking mouth. Mouth, 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 mouth. mouth. <laughs> um, um, I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. But then they were like, that's why she's such a bitch. And I'm like, no, I'm such a bitch because I get shit done. Like, I actually really like cock and balls. We know. No, I had to go back and tell. I had to go tell my my crew. I feel like you having to set the record straight is just like, just stop doing that. Like, let them think what they think. No, 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 no. I kind of have a crush on one of them, so that's why. <laughs> we're currently in a uh, a bidding. We, we are uh, we ha- we're playing. Uh, he's for the jazz. I'm against him. Fifty dollars. We have a bet going on. So you're just gambling away all of your life savings now? I don't have any life savings. <laughs> if, you th- if you think that money that I got from everybody lasted, you're so you guys don't understand how deep in the red I was. 
like, thank you, everyone. It's nice to be out of it. I'm back in it again, but it's not as bad. So thank you. And I bought myself a couple of clothes with some underwear. It's you all just good. had you had to get. Uh, I know you had to get a lot done. I'm just teasing, well, but you don't like, have to protest it so much. Like, oh, keep I mean, the ladies there guessing. You know what I mean? I don't know because he. Everyone knows that I'm straight except for like two people because they're new. Because I did this whole big thing with uh, the Tom Cruise lookalike where I was like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're in a relationship. But this guy specifically, I don't want him to think I'm a lesbian because I want to make out with him. <laughs> Is that so much to fucking ask? <laughs> I haven't had a crush on someone from work in like a year. That's not true. Tom Cruise lookalike was not oh, a year right, ago. Right, right. I don't think, I don't think that was actually real though. It was just something to do. Gen Z doesn't care. And the two meth heads at your job, they oh don't care. Oh my god, I can't stand them. Uh, I can't stand them. They were tweaking today, and one of them was waiting on a fucking bunch of highway patrolmen. Oh, <laughs> and my boss tries to tell me, because I was like, yo, I'd get rid of these guys because they're doing meth in the building. <laughs> like, for God's sake. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. You're going to you're gonna lose, like, seven good people to mm-hmm. keep these two tweakers. Mm-hmm. And, um... Then I sent her my availability because I told them from the get go. I was like, yes. when I first started that, I was like, I have this wedding job. It pays a fuck ton more money than this does. <laughs> I'm like, it takes precedence. Yeah. I'm like, it takes precedence. I'm like, if you want me to stay on during, I'll pick up shifts where I can. Totally great. I'm like, you'll have my whole month, the whole month ahead of us at your disposal. So you'll know which days I can and can't work. Cool. Cool. We love it. Cool. Right before the wedding gig started, <laughs> she was like, are you going to be able to still work? Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, if that works out for you, I'm, I'd be happy to stay, stay and work and fill in the, the holes. That's so all I can have make more money. I need to make money. And um, <coughs> then I sent her my May availability, like the days I need off. And she goes, so let me get this straight. You want me to get rid of these two and you're not available. Like, who do you think is supposed to work? I'm like, the two aren't, con- uh, aren't connected. I'm like, <laughs> Me having to work in my other job and having two meth heads on your floor are not connected. Yeah. I'm like, don't don't try to put that on me. I'm like, if you, I'm like, you told me you wanted me to continue to work, and if you want, if you know, if you want these people representing you, that's on you. I'm just keeping you informed. And then she sent me back a wall of text. I was like, I'm not reading that. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> if you ever want to turn off Bobby from reading the shit you say, send her a wall three of text. TikToks in a row, or. <laughs> A lot of text. Sometimes you're on a TikTok roll, and I'm not available to like able. I'm not able to turn up my volume at my like at my job and stuff. <laughs> Listen, I sent. I only send you the ones that I really want you to watch. Well, I'm also a notification girl. Like, if there's a notification, I need to get rid of it. Like, I hate notifications. Yeah. So, sorry. I just turn off all notifications. No, I can't do that. I do. Because then I'm just constantly neglectful. checking. I'm just constantly checking what's happening. So. You know what I decided? I think su- being suicidal just might be my thing. I mean, obviously. Like we, we We've survived w- this long with it. We've tried... Like, the sleeping pills don't work. I'm not sure. I do believe that I'm bipolar. But I do not believe that my suicidal ideation is attached to that. Oh, no. Can we talk about meds for a sec? Yes, let's. <clears throat> you are having kind of a shit week, huh? You You want me to go first or you... <laughs> No, I'll go first, just real quick. Okay. I just want to get out of the way. Um, so, remember when I my super duper attempt where I took all those fucking pills? Yeah, I was coming home from a night nice, happy day. Yeah, where I was like, 
doing my job. Sundance was finally over. I was doing my job. I went and picked up all my friends. And then we went to a Super Bowl party. And I was, like, drinking too much. Duh. Which we need to talk about that, too. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I was, like, driving home on a high. And I was, like, I'm going to kill myself when I get home. And it wasn't even, like, a negative thought. So the <laughs> the sleeping pills don't work. I don't know. I don't think there's going to be ever a med that will help me not be suicidal. Yeah. So that's it. I'm still suicidal, people. <laughs> it is part of the brand. It just feels like a like a warning label that's permanently attached to my body. Right. I don't it's know. A I'm... Surgeon General's warning. Yeah, like, this bitch is going to think about killing herself all day. That's her thing. That's kind of <laughs> one of her activities. <laughs> Included in the ingredients list. Uh, you started taking care of yourself. I wanted to start taking care of myself. So I started taking all my meds again. Right at once. I'm just like, these like, five do minutes, it all. Fuck this it. is what I'm prescribed. I better start doing it. So I just did it. Uh-huh. So I'm on a, a couple of things to help myself out. But um, one of them is Wellbutrin. That's not even the brand name. Wellbutrin is a knockoff. It's, yeah. And uh, it may, it's making me a super fucking agitated. Like, <laughs> I told the dogs to fuck off. <laughs> oh, really? I'm like, stop fucking touching me. Get the they're fuck like, away from me. They're like, is this Bobby? Is it Bobby? Is that you? <laughs> fuck off. Stop being on top of me. I know. It's like, I don't need you on top of me. I just I just freaking baby wiped your ass off freaking diarrhea off your ass. Get away from me. It's never diarrhea. It's always solid. Don't worry. <laughs> so, obviously, this is hard on my marriage. <laughs> Last night. Uh, oh, and also, like, I'm just, I'm just generally just agitated, and I'm like, what the fuck's happening with me? So day four, I finally realized, oh, it's my meds. I'm getting agitated. I remember this would happen last time. Mm-hmm. So now I'm on the apology tour. Sorry I've been such a bitch. <laughs> love blah, an blah, apology. Blah. I love an apology tour. I've never <laughs> been on one in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, like you said earlier, I just feel like it's not related to anything. I think it's just part of me and like last night i just told spencer i'm fucking tired i'm tired of who i am Mm, and this is not me being suicidal i'm just fucking tired of existing in the way that i exist and i can't stop it because it's it's built in it's the parts that i'm built of like years one through 15 fucking fucked up like instable as fuck my mother was overwhelmed, like, and I'm not trying to put everything on her because I know she's got her own trauma and it sucks. But, uh, what is it? Where does that leave me? Right. Exactly. Where the fuck does it leave me? Why do I always have to be dealing with this goddamn trauma? Like, yeah. why? When is it going to be okay? When am I not going to be, have my guard up? When am I not going to be like, you know, cause it's like life is okay, but it's nothing special. And I feel like I, sh- I shit on it myself with my bullshit. Yeah. Like, it's like, I have these these wounds and I'm bleeding all over the nice fucking linen because yeah. I'm not stitched up c- properly. Or maybe they're old scars, but you can't be flexible because this is the pain. This is the route. This right. is the, the path that you've drawn down and it's it's a scar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's never going to be healed. And it just fucking sucks because all I want is to be successful and just like to break free from all that trauma and it, it keeps me in. I want to, I don't want to be the suicidal friend. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to be the person who gets annoyed when people 
like I, I feel like my tolerance level is so low P- i'm like my bs tolerance i'm just like uh-uh and i feel like you need to have that a little bit to deal with the human race yeah <laughs> but it's just not fucking happening you're just driving down the freeway and there's a bunch of fucking assholes and you're like can't stand it here but where else is there to go <laughs> right i was driving in west valley and i and I, everyone's there like everyone wants to brawl too and it's like you don't <laughs> want to get this argument with me you know because made everyone pissed at each other <laughs> just like fuck you well, all it's like one time i was in west valley delivering food i had the right of way this meth head tweaker bitch went so i like stopped and she's so she stopped and she's like no go there and i just i just sat there i was like we can do this forever <laughs> And I was laughing at her the whole time. <laughs> I was like, trust me when I tell you, motherfucker. You do not. Because I don't I don't choose patio initially, but if we're going there. If you're starting off hot. And if you want to get out of the I'm car. Going. And if you want to get out of the car and see how much I outweigh and tower over you, let's do it, bitch. <laughs> Cause I've been I've been Jones in the fucking knockout of tweaker. I've been Jones. <laughs> since I was about since, six years since, old. Yes. <laughs> Jones it. Come at me, bitch. Come at me. Honestly, and like I think where is gonna be the place where I feel safest, where I feel like I have a community that's got my back, where I feel like we I have can to, trust. We have people. to buy land. We have to buy land. The, and then what? Then we're starting a cult, and that's not cool. I know, but it's gonna happen eventually. Let's just let's just let it happen. We're not even fucking rich for that. I know. I think we have to. I think the members have to be rich. We I think just... we have to start our Patreon. <laughs> we are gonna do that, and also I'm wearing our uh, I'm wearing our merch right now. Cute. My merch. And... Not no offense. I'm fatter than you think. Did not work. I don't believe that because I know that I'm skinnier than you. I mean, I know that you're skinnier than me. That's not true. Not, not according to your sweatshirt sizes. Are you like Are you like sausage? Is oh, that what yeah. it is? Okay. Well, you know what? I'll come over. Let's just end this episode right now. <laughs> no. I'll come over and show you. <laughs> no, I don't I don't want you to come over because I don't either. I want to finish this episode <clears throat> because I have some takeout from my job. Some sweet Great. sweet potato gnocchi. You know what though? I gotta still talk to you about something. What? Uh no, I guess we're fine. No, what? I'm just like I'm just uh I think pi- I th- you said something like, um, let me just gather my thoughts here. Okay. <clears throat> you said something about like your patience is one thin with people. Mm-hmm. Like you have like, no, 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 your bullshit meter or whatever. Yeah. It's just, I feel like when we come into our thirties or whatever, our life generally becomes smaller. Like we focus more on the quality versus the quantity. And there's a lot of fucking people on this earth. And, like, I'm just coming to realize that I don't have to get along with everybody. Oh, no. I know that for sure. And, like, <laughs> I do need a community to raise my kid that's safe. But I can't. I mean, I'm just fucking afraid. That's what it is. Afraid I'm afraid. I'm afraid that my generational gonna trauma it. is going to be passed on down to Halo. And I'm not going to have a st- stable enough home or a safe enough home base for her. And, like... What if I make so many enemies in my community that my kids picked on? Like, I literally think about no, all of these things my head. all that's, the time. That's you projecting your mom's bullshit on yourself. <clears throat> because I worry about that, too. I'm just I'm just empathizing with you, honestly. I'm not, yeah, because you got nieces and nephews. 
Yeah, but like I also worry that I'm gonna be such a psycho and so alienating because I watched my mom do it. My she freaking snapped our slapped our neighbor. <laughs> so <laughs> I remember just being like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I think she might have had a good reason. It was the neighbor that the kid shoved the freaking nail up my vagina. And I don't know if that was related, but still, like, why are we slapping each other? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, stop it. Yeah, I probably would have slapped your mom's neighbor, too. See, and that's the thing is, that, like, for that. I'm so triggered about that. Why? About uh, child sex abuse. Yeah, but she I can't was, handle she's, it. she's only, like, four years older than me. So we were, like, playing, essentially playing doctor. I know, but and she didn't understand sterility and stuff. Like there does need to, uh, unfortunately, because you do have a child, there needs to be some sort of understanding with that. Because oh yeah, unless you are open with your kid about everything, and even that might cause a problem. Kids are gonna mess around with each other. I do feel like I am (laughs) raising my kid in a community, and like not like my general community, like Mm -hmm. the where I live. It's your, but it's your community. Yeah, my community of humans that are on the same page about teaching their kids and like watchdog because. It is important to all of us, you know? Right, right. But, like, if you, if someone around the age of Halo, if you found out that something had happened, you wouldn't be like, let's press charges, would you? Because, like, that's a child's, too. Oh, yeah, the child? <laughs> yeah, if a child, like, if I would be, like, I would be making like a police years- report. I would. Oh, for the kid? But in a way that, like, is, like, what's up? This is happening to my kid. This is just paperwork. Yeah, and also, like, watch out for this kid because obviously something's happening to that kid. Well, what if it was mutual? You know, like, they were just like, this is what I got, this is what I got. And then they're like, well, let's tinker around, you know? I don't know. I mean, you don't know until you're there. (laughs) Also, like... I don't think we should hit the other parents. So much. (laughs) Yeah, there shouldn't be assault. Let's just do that. But uh, I... um, there is uh, so much emphasis on consent and autonomy and my body right. and I think happening be, in parenting. So I think there's going to be way less be to problem. worry about because because you guys are all, let's have a conversation. Obviously, you know, our, the generation that raised us, we weren't having those conversations. Yeah. Um, I had a friend tell me that she had to stop watching my stories because my drinking had gotten so bad. Uh, who's this friend? Um, she's a, she's, uh, her name's Linda. Um, she's 60, 63, 62, 63. She used to be my employee. We're very close. Um, but You can type her name or not? No, her name's Linda. Oh. You don't know her. <laughs> she's one of my oh. employees. Was she supposed to start that podcast with you? Uh, I had so many people about to start a podcast <laughs> with me. Okay. Fair. <laughs> and you were the winner. I... <laughs> It's a surprise. Uh, I'm just the one that showed up at your door. It's like, no, we're doing this. <laughs> and that's honestly what I needed. So thank you. Um, <laughs> no, but she was just like, she's like, it was triggering. She's like, I could tell you were like spiraling. Um, she's like, and I just had to stop watching your stuff because I was embarrassed for you and it was triggering. And I was like, okay. Because she's, she's like, I'm glad you're getting better. I know there's probably addiction going on. And I was like, and I was just liked it because I was like, thank you, you know? And then I was like, what yeah. are you talking about addiction? I was like, what do you mean addiction a couple days later? And she's like, drinking and pills. She's like, booze and pills. And mm-hmm. she's like, I know that like you're doing it as a Band-Aid, but once that monkey's on your back, it's hard to get off of it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I'm like, lithium, you can't drink with lithium or else you throw it all up. I had to learn that the hard way, <laughs> um, which is great. And mm-hmm. the pills, I had a day or two where I was ornery, but 
it's not an issue. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but I was a little bit bugged. I was a little bit like, what the hell? Maybe I wish she would have told me, but she could have. She honestly could have been like, Bobby, what are you doing? You know, and I, I could have been drunk when we were having the conversation. Sure. Or I just disregarded it because I'm like, I don't have a problem. Um, I think it's the second. I mean, probably. lots of people have been like, mm, should we yeah. talk about this? And you'll be like, nah, I'm fine. Like, well, I mean, I just was doing what I could to get by. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm glad that it's like, I mean, I'm not like having withdrawal or anything. Which I really think is what I think about addiction is where I'm like, well, I don't shake when I don't have it. I don't need it. I don't like, I only crave whiskey when I'm watching uh, Mad Men, you know? Yeah. But my problem with drinking is that once I start started, I couldn't stop until I was like blackout. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just took what she said and I was like, okay, because I have another friend who I'm close with their mom and her, their drinking's just getting out of control, I feel. Mm-hmm. And every mm-hmm. time I talk to them, they kind of blow me off and they tell me that it's not a big deal. And it's literally, I'm going to say five nights a week just because, but it's pretty much every night. Mm-hmm. Every time I see them, they're drunk. It, it spills into their work day. They have a very high powered job. Um, and I ended up just talking to their mom about it. And I'm very, very, very concerned about the repercussions. Oh, yeah. Um, but I know they listen to this podcast and I just hope they understand that I've literally been trying to get you to see what's going on for like the past six months, if not longer. And I felt like unless we intervened, you're, you're going to get this monkey on your back. Like Linda said, because sometimes drinking starts as one thing and then you can't exit. So I just thought it was interesting that Linda told me that like <laughs> yesterday and that I was a little bit bugged and I'm like, okay, well, my friend is going to feel this way too. Um, yeah. But like, d- did I sell out my friend by like hitting up their mom or when is it, when is it the right time to intervene? If, you know, like if ever. I don't know because like, I don't drink alcohol like everybody else does. Right. It's not it's not a thing for me. I thought it was going to be a thing for me because my mom was severely into alcohol and like, like my great grandma died from liver failure because of alcoholism. You know what I mean? So what my friend's mom said was that there was alcoholism in their, in their family. Yeah. So that's another scary thing too. I just don't want my friend to become an alcoholic for, you know, because because they're ha- trying to have a good time and yeah. then it ends turns into something else well and i wanted to say that i felt that way a long time about you right but i also feel like i feel like you're a fucking adult and i don't know i don't know the extent of what your pain is mm-hmm. and i just like you're also a taurus we can't just tell you what to do <laughs> well i feel that same way about my friend where i'm like they're an adult but when I was going through my trouble, they hit up their mom, and their mom's kind of like my mom. Like yeah. I'm, I've known I've known this person forever, so I just I feel like if if I would have had a mom that you could reach out to, I feel people would have. I I just I'm 100%. This is my intentions are pure. I'm just looking out for them. Yeah. But I don't know because, like you said, 
they're an adult. Like, well, I, well, as, a, as a community, what do you do? And you've talked to them about it? Repeatedly. Like, one-on-one and said, like, listen <laughs> to me, please. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. So, I'm even like, I'm even like, drink three nights out of the week. I'm not even saying stop drinking, but I'm like, you gotta... You gotta figure it out. You gotta figure it out. You know as well as I do that they are going through a lot of behind-the-scenes shit and that they won't admit to themselves that they are. Right. So, unless they're willing to look at that and look at the mirror, it's not gonna happen. I mean, again, they listen to this podcast. I feel like I've tried repeatedly to talk about it, but I'm not getting honesty and i've been there i get it <laughs> where it's just like no nah, it's cool don't worry about it yeah no it helps it helps my crohn's <laughs> no honestly, i actually uh, uh, my stomach hurts and <laughs> until i drink and then it's fine no that's really fucking true but what's weird is my stomach um peanut butter makes my stomach hurt so bad i actually drive better when i'm drunk that's I, that's also true i pay t- i pay way more attention <laughs> <laughs> Do you see where we're coming with? Like, no, these I get it. I things? get it. No, I get it. And I'm also like, I know the bullshit that I freaking, I know the smoke I blow. I get it. Like, I get it because I'm in my own head and I know what I'm saying where I'm like, this is bullshit. But like, it is what it is, whatever. And I honestly, again, I get so distracted when I drive <laughs> that if I'm baked or if I'm drunk, a little bit drunk, I drive better. It's just what it is. Okay. <laughs> I get I, it a little bit because I have driven home a little too high and I'm just like, I'm on. I'm like on your game. You're like, okay, looking, paying attention to everything. I'm not even texting. I'm not, I don't uh, even have a phone anymore. No. <laughs> <Right>. Bible. <laughs> I threw in the trunk. <laughs> right. Like you're like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Not dealing with any of this. If it smells like weed in the car, guess who's driving amazingly? Me. <laughs> <laughs> guess who's not in the far left lane? <laughs> oh, I mean, I, 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 I am. <laughs> <laughs> Using your white face. Yeah, using my. <laughs> I literally am like driving sometimes, and I'm like, "Why do people use the middle lanes?" And I'm like, "Oh, because they don't want to get caught." Like literally, that's why people. And they're also safe drivers, right? But I mean, middle laners—that's a dangerous place to be. I have a There's really... not a lot of outs. <laughs> I have a couple bombshells to drop here. Uh, All right, officers, officer, and officer strong. When I was a freshman, requested that I be in their law enforcement class because they've been to my house so many times. <laughs> and they're like, she's a good kid. Let's keep an eye on her. Um, <laughs> so uh, they said the people who drive slower that are, or even the speed limit, they're the ones they look at. I always, I'm always breaking the law a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. When I, uh, if, if there's a trooper on the freeway and nobody's passing him, you're like, bye, I'm, bitch. I'm, I'm pushing <laughs> past that. Yeah. I'm like, I know, I know as well as anybody, like, that cop is probably fucking annoyed that everybody's going, like, oh, right. staying on, right? Just, like, right. inch a little bit past him. Like, just do what you're going to do. Yeah, like, maybe do it, like, five miles less than, but still yeah. do what you're going to do. And also, like, uh, if that cop pulls you over, then you're just be like, you know as well as I do that everybody was on their best behavior and it, it was getting annoying. Also, cops, uh, uh, 10 over, they have to get at least 10 over. Otherwise, it's not worth their time. Yeah. There's a whole system. (laughs) Um, And and they have to bump it down to five over so that you don't contest it in court. Right. And I will say this, too. The times that I've been pulled over pretty sober, 
versus the times I've been pulled over pretty drunk. I've gotten off way quicker when I was pretty drunk than when I was pretty sober. So Really? Because you were like, look at these titties. <laughs> Someone at work today said, the, it was the boys in the back. I, we were just fucking around all day. They're like, say it with your chest. I'm like, there's literally nothing I can say without my chest. <laughs> there's, It's there first and foremost. <laughs> Everything I say is with my chest. Also, um, so do you think I'm in, you think do you think I'm gonna like bottom out with this friendship because I talked to their mom? No, I hope not because it's truly you know who you are. This is it's. I just feel like I couldn't. I wasn't getting through to you at all, and I'm very very worried. And I told you when you started drinking like this that if you got out of hand, I was gonna tell your mom. So, <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not lying. Yeah, I think you're fine. I'm just I. I'm not I'm not against you, I'm for you. I think there's a line to where like if it does matter, then that's a shame. Because um you're not doing it out of a uh, I'm not doing it maliciously at no, all. No, no, at all. So like and I feel like I feel like I've let I've known it's been going on and I've let it go on for way past what I should have. So if if it is a big deal to this person and if if it motivates them to you know, sabotage the relationship and just cut it off, then that is really too bad because I just, I just love him so much. So, you yeah. know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to lose it, but it's like, sometimes being a friend, isn't going along with what everything that that person's doing. It's being like, yo bitch, you got to chill. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you how many of my friends have that. they like, Micaiah, yo bitch, you got to chill. He tells me that too. And I tell him the same thing. Like that's what good friends do. And I feel like they are that uh, good friend to me. It, you know they do that to me too but it's just like unless we can do that and if this is gonna cause a rift i guess that i'm just kind of like i'm gonna be sad that it's gone i don't think it is gonna be but it's just nothing but love okay yeah nbl nothing but love <laughs> nbl <laughs> i don't know if that's a thing i just made it up um, can i tell you my um other healthy habit that i have improv implemented into my life certainly so in addition to the pills meaning like my prescription my prescribed <laughs> medication that taking? i'm supposed yes, to be taking yes. uh i've been exercising Ooh. i mean like not because i want i mean not because i am forcing myself it feels like a natural progression like i'm feeling like oh i actually have the energy and i want to I have been stretching and doing the elliptical the past week because my, my body just hurts. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting old. I'm not going down like this. <laughs> like I'm a, I'm a fucking insane person when it comes to my job and yeah. if I'm stiff. I can't be. So no, I'm not doing literally it. a little bit older than Jesus. And this can't be how <laughs> I go down. He carried a cross for Christ's sake. <laughs> for his own sake. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I think Jesus would be down with us using his him as a swear. I just believe that. He doesn't fucking care. You know, he's like, fuck He yeah, probably doesn't do even it. exist. He's probably a, a I'm saying, propaganda I'm saying of the Romans. It's fine. Uh, propaganda the other of thing. the Romans. Ooh, that should be our band name. <laughs> Roman propaganda. The other thing is. Oh, wait, real quick. I got to give a shout out to Chelsea Beach. What up, Beach? Hey. She's, uh, she's trying to uh, give me podcasts to listen to. And I'm like. Uh, I don't. I used to love podcasts, but now I don't because I have one of my own. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know you very well, but I used to deliver your neighbor's newspaper. Cool. 
Cheers, no, beach, Jess. Beach is where it's at. She's uh, she was uh, we, when we'd go walking and and we we were like homies all the time, but for sure homies during PE. Uh, the second implemented healthy <laughs> task I'm doing is a cup of hot chocolate before bed. I've also added is protein powder to it. Uh, I've added protein powder powder to it, like collagen, protein powder, mm. and a little bit of turmeric. And I don't give a fuck because it's, it's something self-care. that I'm doing for like my spiritual benefit. I'm like, I enjoy this. This is my self care. Yeah, and also it is actually kind of a little bit healthy. I'm not going to be right. mad about it. Fuck yeah, dude. I love yeah, it. Hot chocolate. Send it. I've been trying to, um, Pepsi is like, if we want to talk about the monkey on my back, it's Pepsi Cola. Uh, <laughs> but I've been trying to. Remember when we were going to start a restaurant and you're like, Nothing but Pepsi is allowed in this restaurant. Yeah, that's how I feel. I don't want Coke. On, I don't want my name on Coke. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Pepsi's been tasting super sweet to me. So either they uh, change their recipe or it's just fucking divine intervention. Maybe this is how I start believing in God. It's the I'm meds. Like, oh, fucking Christ. It probably really is. It is. <laughs> but um, I've been trying to just like do those like packet mix-ins with water when I want something like. And I got some... Um, Pellegrino, so it's a little, you know. Yeah, but it's not really working well. I still drink at least one Pepsi a day. One a day? Yeah, I know it's bad. I can't be mad. I'm drinking a hot chocolate a day. Well, I mean, whatever. I don't drink. I don't drink Pepsi at work, and we have Pepsi, so that's kind of a good thing. Yeah, it could be really bad. But it could um, be like those ladies that would take the seventy-two ounce mugs to premium oil and just like fill it up like three times a day and then wonder why they had to wear chic jeans with their fat ass (laughs) hey that was so (laughs) here's the thing i know why i have a fat ass so the people are like i don't know i only drink diet it's like but you drink 72 fucking 96 ounces of it this is why (laughs) i'm not judging them for being fat i think it's just a funny thing that everybody went with I'm not these ju- I'm not giant g- giant mugs to premium i think it's like just what do you do in richfield you take a giant mug to the gas station and get your soda i'm not judging them for being fat either i'm judging them for, for being like pretending like they're health nuts i the amount of conversations i've had to sit through where they're like but i'm only drinking diet it's like you're still drinking a fucking bathtub size of it a day <laughs> like stop it <laughs> or just, and this is women just fat shaming them. So it's like, I don't know. I try everything with their fucking 96 ouncer. We had one at my house too. I'll tell you what. I fucking love that thing. But I never sat around and wondered why my freaking <laughs> pants were tight. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't fat shaming at all. I'm stupid shaming. <laughs> There's a difference. Hello. Um, well, I'm proud of you for implementing some healthy stuff. I feel like it's just slow and steady and then eventually you'll get there, right? Yeah. I'm just doing, oh, I got a zoo pass, too. Yeah. So now I'm roped into taking my kid to the zoo whenever she wants, which is zoo. twice already this week. Well, did you tell her that it was unlimited? This you do your own, You're doing your own problem. No, so- I was like, what do you want to do today? Anything outside? She's like, zoo. And I'm like, I told you anything outside. I guess I got to go. And I'm I'm fine with it because it's getting me outside. It's free. And I'm walking around like I'm counting it. You know what I mean? Right. But... She wasn't pleased. She was like, uh, I don't want to see these animals. It's like, well, you, you chose. I want to go on the carousel. I'm oh. like, oh. 
I don't, is there a carousel at the zoo? I don't know. The last zoo I went to was in Maryland. Yeah, go check out my story real quick. Please, it's really quick. I'm doing it. Shush. <laughs> Kendra, first person. Oh, yep, she's on a tiger. <laughs> and she's pissed. <laughs> she's such a mood. I love it. She's so mad because she wanted me off the carousel. She's like, no, I want you to watch me do it. I don't want you to be with me. She's like, get off and you're stop like, touching like, my tiger. <laughs> I can't see half of where this thing goes. No. I'm like, look, I'm not even enjoying this because I'm 33 and I'm getting dizzy, but I have to be here for safety purposes. And so, no, you cannot be here alone. She's like, but I'm old enough. <laughs> Um, so my doctor was like, here, go to this place. It's for therapy. It's my, it's where I work. And I was like, cool. So I called them and they're like, all right, the first, the first visit's $180. Uh, no, they said it was free. <laughs> no, this is not, not that doctor, my actual doctor. Oh. So I was like, uh, no, cancel my appointment. <laughs> and so I just Googled teletherapy online and I found these guys who it's 50 bucks, a 50 bucks. That's so easier. Is it like better help or something? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but anyway, I had, that's cool. I had my first therapy session on Monday. That's so exciting. Good. Yeah, I'm excited. Because I feel like if the meds aren't going to get rid of the suicidal ideation, maybe talk therapy will. So. Uh, we'll see. Mm, don't think so. But um... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding out hope either. I've also got most of my financial aid shit together for my my stay. Um, I only need one more thing, and then I have it all. So, your stay for my stay at uh, the hospital. Oh, cool, cool. Because I did like I had to hand in a bunch of shit, and I only need one more thing, and it's because my boss is out of town that I haven't gotten it yet. So I just want everyone to know because Linda did say that too. She was like, you know, we've all. She's like, we've all held out. We're all, you know, trying. We, we, we're all supporting you. You do need to do something now. <laughs> She's yeah. like, make sure you get your shit together. Yeah. And I was like, all right, tough love heard. <laughs> I will say, I have been rewatching Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter movies. You know, you've mm-hmm. heard of them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it makes me want to do stand-up comedy again. <laughs> <laughs> because this is obviously all something we've seen or read, if not both. You know, I've done both. And there's just so many questions like, why, why this school? Why are we hiding shit in this school? <laughs> and then I was thinking maybe Harry Potter is like this super weapon that they're like, we're just going to put everything we need defeated in this school. <laughs> and they'll do it every fucking time. But the whole thing's just outrageous. And um, I'm annoyed that Ginny and Harry end up together. It should be. And Ron and Har- Hermione, do you have thoughts about this at all? Uh, Yeah, I do. I have a comedian friend who did one Harry Potter joke 10 years ago and he's never lived it down. I'm, yeah, I wanna, so I'm, I'm just talking, like tread tread carefully. With no, I'm talking. These I'm fans. talking. I, I want to get up and do like a whole ten minute set on Harry Potter. <laughs> like, and I think that'd be kind of be the comedy of it because it's like, first of all, it's everyone's guilty pleasure. We've all fucking seen it, and I haven't seen it since the theater, so I'm doing really well. <laughs> I decided to rewatch it while I was putting together that freaking Afghan of my cousins, <laughs> and um, the Fringe took four fucking hours <laughs> of combing. <laughs> No, like the whole process of like tie, like cutting oh, it, tying okay. it, and then combing it then out, combing and then trimming it, out. it. Yeah. Um. So that means Sorcerer's Stone and the Chamber of Secrets, <laughs> which are the best films. Honestly, Christopher Columbus killed it. Um. It's all about 
I think the Goblet of Fire, but I think all the I think the movies just suck. Okay, so um, the they third did... Harry Potter is definitely the best. Minus oh, the best book, yeah. No, the film too. Oh, minus the freeze frame ending at the. Uh, you'll get there. I guess you haven't watched it, but um, Harry Potter, Harry Potter one and two by Christopher Columbus has this like childlike innocence to it, which, and it's like. Got the same kind of notes as a Home Alone type of thing, so I mean, it's I guess. definitely endearing, and it's got the most quotable quotes like Potter, a car crash. <laughs> Lily and James Potter die of a car crash. But that is kind of the point too, like how they wake always... up, cousin. We're going to the zoo. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're always doing shit like that. No, but like that's the thing too. Is it's like. Slytherin? I feel bad for the Slytherin. It's like, you're, are we just trying to make villains here? Like, does oh Ed, the, the Wizarding World need villains? Like, they're like, <laughs> Slytherin won! Oh, wait, but they didn't. Let's change the colors. Harry oh Potter. Right? And can you imagine Ra- Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff just being like, <sighs> fuck me. Bro. Why are we doing this? I saw a... I saw, uh, <laughs> Why are a we doing this? <laughs> a TikTok of, like... um. I'll send it to you, but it's, like, this lady who's, like, supposedly in Hufflepuff and, like, being, like, that fucking Harry Potter broke his in a goblet of fire. Like, of course he does. And then they're, like, <laughs> all waiting at the edge of the lake for, like, what, eight hours? And they're, like, we have to go out of school for this? Like, we're just sitting here freezing. <laughs> to watch Harry Potter win. Right. And watch freaking uh, Batman Cedric Diggory die. <laughs> Good one. Right. Like, and it's, like, Draco's a pussy, but it's, like, Everyone is at that age, and it's like, and they they won the first the first the first year they fucking won, yo. So yeah, and they- I will say I used to be sorted into a solid Hufflepuff because I I was you know sorted, but since the pandemic and coming out as bi and telling people I don't give a fuck and kind of raging against the machine as you would put it. Do you even know who Rage Against the Machine is, Kendra? No. Uh, I have been resorted into Slytherin, which I actually am kind of happy about. No, I'm definitely Gryffindor, but it's like, who cares? <laughs> like, so we're just we're just always. But really, <laughs> no. It's like we're always just gonna come out on top. Like, fuck, I guess cream rises, baby. But also, I understand why Slytherin wants to slit her throat. It's like, bravo, please do it. I'm still suicidal when I'm, <laughs> when I'm <laughs> at Hogwarts in Gryffindor. <laughs> Anyways, should we do this goddamn episode or what? Yeah, we should. Da, 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 da. Narcissism! That's our theme today. Narcissism. Are you excited? Can I preface this with, uh, there's been a rise in, like, narcissistic, like, TikToks and Instagram and therapy quotes. And I think it's a dangerous, dangerous ground to walk on to assume that everybody in your life is a narcissist. Right. But they do still exist. They definitely do. Um, we're going to go into it. So uh, I will pull up the, the plan. Narcissist along. is narcissism is named after the Greek. Uh, it's Greek mythology. So uh, Narcissus was a hunter from Thespia in Boeotia. I don't know who was known for his beauty. According to Setsi, I don't know. He rejected all romantic advances, eventually falling in love with his own reflection. Um, and he died. He died staring at himself. Yeah, and didn't daffodils grow in its place? I don't know. 
All right. Well, I didn't really pay attention. In well, the reason why I found that out is because um, when I was going to therapy, my mother, I know we don't like to talk about her, but we're going to talk about her for a minute. She uh, got diagnosed via my therapist with narcissism and she gave me this book called strapped in the mirror to read. okay okay how uh, is it i wish i would have read it <laughs> oh my god here's the thing i had just told my mom i was done talking to her like i, I mean i just made the decision i don't know if i told her yet but i made the decision that i had to cut her out which was a very hard decision to make and i didn't want to hear about her anymore like i didn't mm-hmm. want to hear about it and this is what the time uh that kate was referring to where i just didn't talk about my mom i didn't you know i didn't talk about like the shit she did i just act like it didn't bother me because i guess it didn't because i was very oh this detached. is before yeah this is before okay um but i remember i had it for like two weeks and then my anxiety got the better i mean i just gave it back to her and i'm like i don't want to read this like i'm mm. just not going to <laughs> um but uh yeah my mom got diagnosis uh Narciss- narcissism um uh, a narcissist wow <laughs> sometimes like sometimes i stutter guys it's a thing so there is three personality traits you should avoid the dark triad narcissism psycho psychopathy and do you know how to say this machiavellism machia machiavelli machiavelli villainism machiavelli yes. yeah machiavellian so Machiavellianism is a personality trait that denotes cunningness, the ability to man- be manipulative, and a drive to use whatever means necessary to gain power. Uh, psycho- psychopathy, Jesus, <laughs> a condition characterized by the absence of empathy and the blunting of other affective states. Callousness, detachment, and a lack of empathy enable psychopaths to be highly manipulative. Nevertheless, psychopathy is among the most difficult disorders to spot so that's creepy mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes i feel like a psychopath sometimes i do too <laughs> but uh, what we're going to talk about today is narcissism and that selfishness involving a sense of entitlement a lack of empathy and a need for admiration as characterized as characterizing a personality type so the question we're going to ask how does one become a narcissist is it nature or is it nurture? Hmm. It's nurture. Is it lead paint? <laughs> is it lead paint? It might be. Uh, but nurture wins. Yeah. Uh, scientists believe that the full... By the way, I just Googled everything, so whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Th- the whole podcast is us bullshitting, <laughs> telling you our thoughts, or Googling shit. Yeah. So um, scientists believe that the full onset of MPD may occur uh, when interpersonal development is compromised. For example, being born with an oversensitive temperament, learning manipulative behavior from parents or peers, being excessively praised for good behaviors and excessively criticized for bad behaviors. The root of the disorder is actually a strict resistance of feeling vulnerable with anyone at any time. Here's a lay description of how it works. The narcissist does not truly trust others in close relationships. And that kind of made me feel sad, honestly. Um, I'm trying to read along. It's just Say that again. The root of the disorder is actually a strict resistance to feeling vulnerable with anyone at any time. Yeah. Here's a lay description of how it works. The narcissist does not truly trust others in close relationships. Hmm. That's that, I mean, like, and I see the praise for good be excessively praised for good behaviors and excessively criticized for bad behaviors so it's like you're on this fucking roller coaster right which is really it's depressing 
you know mm. it really is like doesn't negate the fact that you have a mental illness when you have this but it's depressing and it is one it, it does look like it's 100% nurture um to kind of give you an idea of who a narcissist is um i'm going to just read you through 13 famous narcissists okay okay should we um rate them as in i don't know it's just i have one through 13 like are they beneficial or no like can narcissism be beneficial (laughs) well let's look at the list okay (laughs) it can in being a psychopath you know okay fine (laughs) <laughs> I didn't even look at the list, so maybe I will be like, that was a dumb question at the end of this. <coughs> so, Alexander the Great, Napoleon. Who did what? Conquered Rome? Conquered Rome and Egypt, right? Or just banged Cleopatra? Yeah, one of those. Okay, so We didn't pay attention at all in sociology, did we? Napoleon and Alexander the Great were, like, around each other at the same time. They were just okay. out, out there conquering shit, you know. Uh, Henry the Eighth, you know who that is, right? Um, did he? Okay question he started the church of england so he could yes divorce his wife right Anne Boleyn's story right yeah but did he like kill his wives um yeah he had them beheaded 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 because they didn't give him an heir right a male heir oh Um, fuck yeah so uh that (laughs) bloody mary is actually his daughter (gasps) yeah like off what yeah that's his daughter and she got exiled and then they were like well bring her on back you know so she was, um, she was the queen for a minute, and wow. then, and then uh, Catherine, I think is who it was, got came took over. Um, the royal family is all fucked up anyway. <laughs> so fucking crazy. So the next one is Adolf Hitler. Okay, fine. The We're not asking one, the question: Is it beneficial anymore? The next one is Donald Trump. Mm, fair. The next one is Madonna. Interesting. She has narcissism. I, I think she's kind of out of the... I think she's weird for this list, honestly. Um, Kim Kardashian. Kanye West. Yeah. S- Steve Jobs. Interesting. Jim Jones. You remember who that is, right? Yeah, the cult guy. <laughs> yeah. Kool-Aid. The Flavor-Aid. Kim Jong-un. Uh-huh. Mark Zuckerberg. And mm. Ted, Ted Bundy. What a fucking interesting list. Am I wrong? What? Who compiled this list? someone on the internet <laughs> so th- this is what <laughs> the internet says we gotta believe it no hold on I'll interesting what a <clears throat> what a random group of people it's intertoxicrelief.com so alexander the great hold on i can go through there there's actually stuff to say he uh he thought in binary terms you were either with him or against him yeah those with him his faithful soldiers he took on numerous military campaigns which cost many of their lives just for his personal conquest and glory sure. he never showed any emotion at the loss of his soldiers or generals instead he focused solely on his grand grandiose vision for his life yeah that black and white thinking though that can be mm-hmm. oh you said nurture it's definitely nurture like we often have black and white thinking because of the cult we were raised in we try not to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. The phrase, the Napoleon complex, which means act overly aggressive in order to compensate for feelings of inferior inferiority and low self-esteem, was named for Napoleon. Everyone who knew him believed him to be a tyrant, but his grandioso ideas prevented him from seeing that and caused him to believe he was special. Hmm. In his book, Thoughts, he wrote, It was precisely that evening in Lodi that I came to believe in myself as I 
as an unusual person and became consumed with the ambition to do the great things that until they had been but a fantasy. So he just thought he was, you know, he was the tits. Hmm. Henry the Eighth. Until recently, I thought Neapolitan Neapolitan ice cream uh-huh. was Napoleon ice cream. Well, okay, so that's interesting because there is a Napoleon uh, pastry that has similar components to Napoleon a Neapolitan ice cream. Hmm. But um, I think that's common. But yeah, the the Neapol the Neapolitan. Or the Neapol, I don't know. Anyways, it's a pastry. It's a pain in the ass, but it it's made for him. <laughs> and I remember making it, being like that little fucker. <laughs> Is, he was French, right? I think so. I don't know. Google that. Napoleon Dynamite was from Idaho. He was from Idaho. Gosh. So um, Henry VIII was considered uh, handsome and charismatic. He was among the cruelest and most egotistical leaders throughout history, which I totally agree. Mm-hmm. His vain quest for a son to be the heir of, to his throne caused him to behead two of his wives and break ties with the Catholic Church and found the Church of England <laughs> so he could divorce another. He lacked empathy and was said to be overly concerned about his appearance, all of which were typical narcissistic traits. Mm. So, I, what do you think about narcissist so you're like the goddamn audacity (laughs) yeah (laughs) like the goddamn audacity and like i don't need to talk to anybody about adolf hitler if i do pick up a fucking book but like the audacity you're gonna kill 60 million fucking jews like seriously like who even thinks like that narcissist that's who wow let's talk about our 45th president i have a question yeah so a while ago, I uh, found a TikTok or something where somebody summarized a theory, a studied theory, that alcohol being part of your like main like societal like structure, like so they didn't have clean water, so they relied on alcohol because it was mm-hmm. safe to drink. Well, they would uh, the way to make beers you have to boil the water which saved uh, a lot of people when like aqueducts were like poisoned or whatever the fuck yeah so there's this like study that says that if a society is built around this that their children may um have a lack of empathy anyway so that could be a contributing factor to a lot of these people interesting yeah i think uh i think hitler's thing was just he didn't take rejection well like i always say i'm like this is why you let you just accept every artist into art school (laughs) because he wanted to be an artist he just wasn't great at it Mm -hmm. and his dad wasn't around and his mom was a jew like it's just so self so much self-hatred there yeah in his narcissism you can just see it and like grandioso grand grandioso that's right right yeah Singer, right? okay uh it's so clear that there's so much hurt there and i think the same with donald trump i don't feel like he was ever good enough for his dad right um so donald trump is a leader in our recent history who shows all the qualities of a typical narcissist which now my mom's proud that she's a narcissist because so is donald um <laughs> he cares only about his needs even dismissing the needs of his family members as in- unimportant when compared to his own he is hypersensitive to any criticism and frequently interpreted any resistance to his policies as suggesting that he failed or did something wrong 
that's true. He jumped the gun so hard where he's like, uh, uh, nope, nope, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, he, very immature in his uh, his presence, I guess, in his, yeah. uh, the way that he did things. I'm kind of feeling like maybe I'm a narcissist because I'm like, uh, I can't take care. I have to take care of myself. I think you're autistic and you think you're you have everything <laughs> that everyone else has. Thanks. <laughs> He was Thanks for acknowledging me. <laughs> <laughs> he was constantly promoting himself above all others, and the over that overshadowed any discussion of his policies as president of the United States. He was incredibly der- derisive, derisive, d d e r i s i v e. I've never seen that word before. Let's look it up. Derisive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we learn on this podcast together. Derisive means expressing contempt or ridicule. A harsh derisive laugh. Mocking, ridiculing, jeering, scoffing, jibbing. He was incredibly derisive of his political rivals, and like Hitler, he also demanded total acquiescence from his supporters. Yeah. He showed no empathy for anyone he hurt, and he frequently childed this outburst on his Twitter feed, the wording of which suggested he was in a narcissistic rage. It's just um, too too fresh. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't care. The singer Madonna is among some of the most famous entertainers who exemplifies the typical exhibitionist narcissist. She has admitted that she craves the limelight and has found ways to reinvent her image when she felt that the attention of her fans was waning. She is also rumored to make unreasonable demands of her employees and apparently has little empathy for making them work long hours in difficult work conditions. I don't feel like she's a narcissist at all. I think she's a fucking artist. I saw a TikTok of her. Well, Stacia sent it to me, and she was just like writhing on screen and like making sexy moves. And I was like, "Cool." She humped the stage in a wet in a wedding dress or a wedding dress, and sang like a virgin on the first music MTV Music Awards. She she is. I I know it sounds stupid. But without people acting that way, we're not going to have, we're not going to advance the way that we have. Oh, yeah. Like Lady Gaga wearing a meat suit. Yeah, Lady Gaga is going to talk about it. anything. But, like, I fucking love Lady Gaga. The way that she dismissed Caitlyn Jenner, I'm going to be living for that. Like, that lives rent free in my head. What did you say? The way she dismissed Caitlyn Jenner. What did she say? She goes, Caitlyn's like, oh, hello. Hello. Uh, how are you? I haven't seen you at the at the coffee shop. And she goes, I switched baristas. And she walked off. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is not an ally. No, fuck, fuck Caitlyn Jenner. Like, she is not an ally. She thinks being gay is wrong. Like, fuck you, Caitlyn Jenner. And you killed someone. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Anyways, I'm not going to read anymore. You guys get the idea. <laughs> Wait, so Steve Jobs gave us... Some of the most forward thinking Okay, let's technology. see what it says about... Let's see what it says. No, he's actually a psycho. Have you watched Okay, him? but Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. You really interesting that they both are here together. Okay, I'll, I'll do it then. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are a typical example of two narcissists who get married. Her narcissistic self-promotion has made her one of the those people famous for no real reason other yeah. than their personality. She has constantly posted online updates of her daily life, and she is rumored to have release certain controversial materials like a sex tape in order to garner more fame i think that's true of her but i feel like kim kardashian says more about us than it does about her you know yeah honestly it's like if there wasn't an audience for it she wouldn't be famous for it right um kanye west is scary as fuck 
He's bipolar. <laughs> like his self-promoting wife, Kanye will stop at nothing to stay in the limelight. This was perhaps best demonstrated when he grabbed the microphone from Taylor Swift at an award show to proclaim his belief that another artist should have won that award. He humiliated Swift and made himself the center of attention. <laughs> This is so my mom. Uh, this feels like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock for a second. It didn't even matter that much that the attention was negative. Yeah, that's the thing. They don't care what kind of attention they get. Yeah. Whether it's positive or negative, just as long as it's attention. So we really, this probably should be the last episode we talk about my mom. Uh, <laughs> he also declared that he was running for president during the 2020 elections in an attempt to grab the limelight from Donald Trump, who he claimed to support. It's typical for narcissists to try and defeat people they admire because they believe that shows just how good they are. Though he and his narcissistic wife stayed married for seven years, they have since parted ways, as is common for narcissistic couples. Have you seen the tweets that he's or texts that he's sending her? Yeah, it's crazy. He's scary. But I also watched. Uh, <laughs> I've been watching Keep It Up with the Kardashians, the new Kardashians, and he's been her fucking. Uh, what is what is he? Uh, her fat her stylist for like, before her marriages. For like the past 20, like 15, 20 years. Kanye West was? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think they're both using this shit to get attention. Yeah. That's why I'm not paying attention to it. But you know who I love? Pete Davidson. <laughs> I love all the other Kardashians except for... The yeah. pandemic really like brought to light how much I love those butthole eyes, you know? <laughs> I'm like, this guy's attractive. What? This is weird skirt? for me. What? <laughs> He reminds me of someone. I can't figure out who it is. When I figure it out, I'll text He reminds you of like every like every dopey ass guy that I yes! yeah. And you're like, but you cute boy. It's like you need to drink some water, but you cute. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs. While his charisma and charm attracted numerous investors and made him a billionaire, Steve Jobs was notoriously narcissistic to the extent that he was ultimately fired from his job. <laughs> he was always preoccupied with how important he felt himself to be and his brilliance. Hmm. He lacked empathy for other people and cons consistently bullied and exploited those around him. He was yeah. also envious of the attention paid to other people. He was arrogant and he was extremely controlling and manip manipulative. All of these characteristics make it obvious he suffered from narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's going to be the last one, right? I think no, no, no. It. I'm excited for Jim Jones, Kim Jong-un, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. That that threw me. I was like, oh, I didn't know about that. And Ted Bundy. Like, Bye. keep going. I just have so much more to get to. I have 17 signs of a narcissist. Please. 60 phrases to disarm. We us. can cut stuff out. Let's just okay, tell okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. This might just be a long one. Jim Jones was one of the most notorious cult leaders in U.S. history. My favorite. And he was clearly narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> he attracted over 900 followers whom he, convinced to, whom he convinced to follow him to a commune he called Jonestown, named after himself, in Ganya. Wait, what is it? Ganya? Ganya? I don't know. Anyway. I know how to. What are you talking about? You should know went. this story. I know. I know. It's everything I read. I just read it. Sorry. And I've also been talking all day, so my brain's not working. Um. In the 1970s, later he threatened with official action to free some of his followers. He uh, incited them to commit mass suicide. Those who would not drink his poison Kool-Aid, it was flavor-aid, were murdered by those followers who refused to question his orders. That's really sad. Yep. He was clearly a narcissist, having no regard for the feelings of others as well as delusions of grandeur. He told his supporters he was the savior and justified his 
Ab- are you Ab- talking about Jim Jones or are you talking about Joseph Smith? Jim, I know, right? <laughs> that includes sexual abuse and violence and as a way to help people overcome their problems. <laughs> you know, Joseph Smith convinced everybody that he was going like a lamb to the slaughter when he literally like destroyed a printing press aimed to expose his like all his bullshit look there, up your own history dude I'm gonna like, tell don't you, let me tell you the, ba- the banner under heaven uh they're given a lot of attention to emma it's pretty cool i will give i'll give him credit for that one okay kim jong-un is a classic narcissist he has claimed to have cured sars ebola and aids <laughs> As well as to have climbed the tallest peak in North Korea, despite the fact that he's physically unfit. (laughs) He makes these outrageous (laughs) claims while abusing the citizens of North Korea who risk being jailed or even put to death for not reacting with an obvious emotional response to the news he might be in danger, even the simple fact that he's just just losing weight. (laughs) The the fact that he just wants them to care, it's so ridiculous. He was also allegedly... He has also allegedly killed potential rivals, including his own brother, who he reportedly has had poisoned by a perfume sprayer. Shit, this isn't like tiny tune shit. He <laughs> lacks an ability to maintain relationships with other world leaders and demands constant attention and praise from those around him. He lacks any semblance of empathy as his citizens starve to death because of his leadership failures. Like many dictators, he is clearly narcissistic. It's just sad all around, honestly. Like, it's a laughing, laughable because it is, like, tiny tune shit. It's, like, but, silly, like, yeah. entire country of people are suffering because yeah. of this asshole. Yeah. God. It's it's crazy. So, good old Zuckerberg. Okay, uh, tell me everything. This is actually a very short paragraph. Uh, who was the founder of Facebook, for those of you who did not know, is what many people would call a productive narcissist. These are narcissists whose grandu- grandu- grandioso vision... God envisions include a desire to change the world they don't believe however that they need to follow the same rules that everyone else has to follow fucking a (laughs) do as i say not as i do zuckerberg definitely has broken many rules in his quest to transform the way we communicate he is also aggressively competitive a trait typical of productive productive narcissists last but not least ted bundy ted bundy see you monday bundy uh (laughs) Ted Bundy was a psychopathic narcissist who confessed to have killed more than 30 women, though many people believe he killed more than that. He was convicted of murder and executed in Florida in 1989. He had many narcissistic characteristics, including his ability to charm women into helping Mm -hmm. him, Mm -hmm. a ruse he used to capture his victims. He also was an accomplished manipulator and managed to escape custody twice. He was extremely self-centered and loved it to be in the limelight. His narcissism was such that, that he represented himself at trial. Mm. And in a surreal spectacle, he referred to himself repeatedly as Mr. Bundy. God, mm. creepy. And Watching him and all of the videos about him, it is just like <laughs> fucking fascinating how you're spot on this narcissism thing is because... Even though he's just like, I'll represent myself. Oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah, you like what? <laughs> so, if you find yourself with a narcissist, we're gonna do sixteen phrases to disarm them. Okay. One, your anger is not my responsibility. This resets the playing field so that it cannot make you a source of their narcissistic supply to soothe their emotions. I feel like this one would go over poorly. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> 
Okay, so I want to talk to you a little bit about this before we go on. When I was a kid, my mom taught me something, a a phrase similar like this. She said, if you have to apologize for something that you're not sorry for, just say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. I thought this was a good way. Listen, I thought that was, this was a good way to kind of diffuse something like not admit fault because you did something that, but I saw, I thought this was like, Oh, that, that sounds good. And so I've been saying, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And now I'm on TikTok being like signs that you're dealing with a narcissist. They say, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. But you can't help that your mom freaking made you taught you that. You know what I mean? I am sorry that people are sad and I'm sorry that people are hurt. Like, like I don't want to take responsibility for their feelings, but I do want to acknowledge that I've hurt feelings. You know what I mean? Well, this, that's number four. It says you can feel sorry for someone else without being sorry about your boundaries, which is important when arguing with a narcissist. This makes the narcissist responsible for their emotions while potentially helping them be heard so they didn't don't further escalate an issue. <laughs> no, I mean, anything could be said nicely and anything could be said shittily. I, I guess like- it's the intention behind it. But I feel like we've been grown, grown up with a bunch of freaking lead sniffers who say, it like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, sorry you feel that way, bitch. Do it anyway. <laughs> uh, the next one is, I can't control how you feel about me. Again, I feel like this will not go over well. No. But, these sound like terrible ideas. I know. We're just going to say never. Well, everything is okay. I hear what you're saying. I think the point is to make them feel like they're not backed in a corner. I can I accept think... how you feel. I don't like how you're speaking to me, so I will not engage. That one won't go over well. Maybe not all narcissists are violent and crazy, like an ape, like some that I know. Yeah, honestly, sometimes, and like, I I have a lash client who whose husband is a narcissist and whose like mother is also a narcissist uh-huh. and she tries to maintain good relationships with these people because she does love and care about them and she recognizes that their brains fucked up and they can't really like they don't have empathy so they right. can't really experience it and so it must be frustrating for them to not get their way but so she just she honestly kind of tries to help help them walk them through what's going on from somebody <laughs> else's view and she says this stuff like you we can't control how you feel about the situation like this like so i guess this is kind of helpful for if you have a narcissist that you want to have stay in your life maybe yeah i guess it isn't fair to be like get rid of the narcissist (laughs) i mean like (laughs) yeah because but like i feel like that's our response because we've had to deal with it on a more extreme level but i mean i'm not saying that narcissists aren't don't deserve to be loved and shit everyone deserves to be loved Right. But it's all about setting the boundary and not getting yourself into a sticky position, I guess. Yeah. Could you imagine having a... I, I could not imagine if I married a narcissist, too. Like, it's like, does this trap ever end? Right. Right. And she's got, I don't know, a lot of kids. And that's the thing, though, is, like, if you're in a culture or a society where you marry somebody and then you have children with them right away, and, like, you're kind of stuck in the situation. Like, you can't just be like, this isn't working out, let's let's part ways, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not an option, right? Okay, well then let's keep keep going. I'm not going to argue anymore. Very clear message that you will not continue to engage in an unproductive fight. Again, this is for this to work, it's important for you to stand your ground and walk away. Um, I'm capable of doing what I want regardless of what you think. Don't really think that one's going to go over well. No. I, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I understand. I think that one would. We can agree to disagree. Uh, maybe. I'm going to give you that a 50-50 shot. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. I think that's a good one. Uh, I want to share how I feel. That sounds sexual. <laughs> I feel like that is a a very good thing to say actually um you're you're trying to create a space for yourself to explain where you're coming from and try to make a way for them to see your side yeah i think that's okay. that's probably going to be the best response i'm going to give that one number one that's going to be the best one um those these last two are the ones that i feel like would have the best i don't know your perspective is interesting um because i'm saying like okay i'm taking i'm listening i'm hearing what you're saying and it's giving me interest Mm -hmm. um and then can we aim to be respectful in our conversation that's the best one yeah it's like a challenge that i feel like every narcissist would be like let's see can we do it let's see (laughs) you're like you puffing up your chest is very disrespectful (laughs) okay should we i don't want to i don't want to say that my mom is a narcissist i think she's got a lot going on and i think i'm not in a, a way to at, the way I can describe her, maybe a therapist would say she's a narcissist, but she's got a whole lot of shit going on. I think like the last three are pretty useful. I want to share how I feel. Your perspective is interesting. Can we aim to be respectful in our conversation? I think that's, I think that's probably the best. Those are the best ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and like, it's not gonna work every time. Like my mom has a tendency to take the things that I tell her and twist them. And twist them in her favor, which I do think is very narcissistic behavior. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Cut them off, I guess. <laughs> if you have to. So let's just go through the signs of a narcissistic parent. Um, constantly needing the conversation to be about them. Do you, did you feel this at all? Um, my mom, I'm going to just say things that I've heard my mom say. I'm not going to categorize her as a narcissist because I think there's, like I said, a lot going on. Um... She said, I know that you have to work through what you need to work through and you deserve that piece. I just don't know how long I have left. Yeah. So she's making your shit about her. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my mom does that too. I remember one time uh, (laughs) my mom lost her shit because my sister had all the pictures, the family pictures, because she wanted to copy them all Mm -hmm. literally an hour away. Finally, my sister was just like, you know what, mom? Fuck it. I'll just meet you halfway and you can come get him you know like that's mm-hmm. <laughs> ultimately how it ends anyway i've got a flat tire i was only like 17 i had no idea how to change a tire so we had to go ask some men in marysville canyon <laughs> um and my mom was like standing over me and my sister screaming at us about you just think i'm crazy this is and i finally turned to her and i said yo this isn't about you right now let's get mm-hmm. this fucking tire fixed you got your you got your pictures shut up and it's just like i hate that I have to go that but it's like there's a time and a place and we don't need to be talking about your feelings right now yeah like we don't always need to be talking about how you feel when you yeah. give zero regard for how we feel when uh I was getting my grandma ready f- for going up to north because my grandpa was in the hospital this was a couple months ago and my mom was there and she already knew we were on no contact we've all gone through that story already uh-huh. she was like oh, it's not fair. Nobody wants me around. I have nowhere to go. She was just like trying to make the conversation all about her, like you said. And there was and it's somebody like, this else. is not the time for this. We're going yeah. to see Grandpa. Shut up. Grandma's neighbor was helping her pack. 
-hmm. And she was like witnessing this exchange between us. And I had to be like, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm focused on something else. This is not about you. You need to pause. You need to stop. And then like, after all was said and done, I still had to sit there for like a half hour and listen to her say, I don't know how long I'm going to have left. I'm like, listen. Well, why does she do something to change that? Why does she like, why does she change her lifestyle? And, and you know what? Even if she does, this is ultimately the reason why, even if she does, the patterns in my life have been set so far that even if she did become a new person, spending time with her triggers the old thought processes. And I have to fix that in myself first. Like, is that narcissistic? I don't know. I'm, no, I'm focusing sur- on myself. Well, that's survival, but- dude. That's survival. You're allowed to focus on yourself, just by the way. Just if if you're constantly focusing on yourself, then maybe you should work on it. Sure. Um, immature or selfish behavior is number two. Um, I mean, I could write a list for the next two hours, and I probably wouldn't cut cover everything. I'm mean, gonna have a half hour left, but let's not. Yeah, let's <laughs> not go overboard. Um, I remember one time my mom was fighting with my dad. He was immature, and he like tore. She was still having a shower, but they were like screaming at each other. And she like he, he like tore down the um the, the curtain. shower curtain, and so she just walked out completely naked, <laughs> and he was like put on some clothes or whatever. And she's like, "No, la ti da ti da." She walked out the front door and went, "La ti da ti da." And he pushed her out on the front porch. She's butt ass <laughs> naked. It's the middle of the fucking Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> and he shuts it to the door and locks it. And I'm just like watching this like what the fuck and it's like just how she told me on christmas eve that santa claus wasn't real mm-hmm. that was immature and that was selfish mm-hmm. she just wanted to get the last dagger and but like she's done so many selfish and immature shit like it's just like ugh, the list is too extensive how about you yeah i don't think i can think of anything specific but I know I'll be dreaming tonight and something will pop up and I'll be like, oh yeah. Well, and we don't need to put a, we don't need to put an example with everything that yeah, happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bragging about your achievements to others, but rarely acknowledging you or supporting you emotionally. She did this to Zach a lot. Yeah. And, and also to Ob, like she would, Aubrey won uh, best actress um, or best director or something in their, in like the school awards. They did like an Oscars and she, would brag about it but then when my sister was like crying or something she's like oh best actress there's an award downstairs we know you're you know you can just do this you can just pull this shit out of your your ass you know and mm-hmm. while my sister's like having a genuine emotion crying about something mm-hmm. my mom would just be like oh yep here here she comes best actress award and it's just like bitch <laughs> wow. but like and she'd leave before zach would play but out and about you're zach alvey's mom you're aubrey alvey's a mom yeah you know she would take the the attention yeah but she would use it all against us that's really sad that's really hard because uh yeah it's just building up her own self and it's not really like use for them that's really hard Mm -hmm. and they got there by themselves no one else got them there you know my mom did this to me a lot um Mm -hmm. i mean she still does it where she's she thinks she knows me or whatever she's she doesn't know me but um despite all of the instability that she brought into my life she bragged about that like 
she um, raised such strong kids. Yes, Mom yes. Mom does that shit too, and it's like, bitch. <laughs> I I've told her a hundred plus times, like, I am who I am in spite of you. Honestly, mm. like, despite everything you put me through, like, it's a fucking miracle that I've that I'm here. Right. But, um, yeah, she's just like, oh, my kids are so strong. I raised such good kids, or like everything that was like good. She's like, you got that from me, and everything was bad. You get that from your father. You look like your father. Blah blah blah. Like I was like. Mm, I don't think everything good is from you, honestly, Mom. Honestly, I feel like being mad at your kid for how much they look like their parents is so damaging. Because kids should want to look at themselves and like who they see. Not be like, ugh, you look just like your father. I hate that. That's so horrible to do to a kid. Yeah, well, my mom's a really good parent. <laughs> She's amazing. Love you. <laughs> Love her. Uh, blaming others for any problems you may have that actually stem from their own behavior. Okay, what? That's okay, just we like, just did through that. <laughs> yeah, that's just her in her nutshell, right? <laughs> uh, being well-liked and important to others, but controlling and harsh when no one is looking. Yeah. Yeah, like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type of thing. Like a facade? Yeah, like a facade. <laughs> uh, making you feel bad for not doing what they want immediately. This is actually one of my least favorite things because something I would do, like, jovial. I'd be like, I'm so happy to do this for you. If they're like make you feel bad for not wanting to do it right then i hate that with narcissists like it's not all about you can i have a moment can i sit Mm -hmm. you know can i that's a lot of problems with the parenting that we were i think a lot of parents did this honestly Mm -hmm. but no i know and i think that the generation that raised us has got a lot of these qualities and Mm -hmm. well again is it lead poisoning i don't know probably (laughs) making you feel um guilty by boasting about how much they have done for you yeah i don't know if my mom necessarily did this or if she'd just be like i i did the best i could i gave i I gave everything to you like i gave myself to you you know what i mean like that sort of thing like giving that sort of attitude where it's like i'm a stay-at-home mom i I always wanted to be a mom. This is all what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And it's just like, well, then why are you better at it? <laughs> Honestly, like, I can see a different side of that because I am a mom and, like, like my mom, my mom didn't really want to be a bad mom. Like, nobody really wants to be a bad mom. And so, and in a way, like, she got pregnant when she was 18, you know? And, like, that really sucks because her whole 20s is just, like, raising kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, having instability. And, like, these are her choices. These are the choices that she made and the men that she met and whatever. But at the same time, she did, like, I don't know. Motherhood is such a fucking self-sacrifice and it takes everything inside you to, like. I totally I totally agree with that. But I also feel like the same can be said for the world's greatest athletes and the world's, you know, top CEOs and shit like that. I know there's obviously more to it, but it's like, if that's what you decide to do then don't make the person that you're doing it for feel like shit. That's true. That's true. My mom used to always be like, I was in labor for X amount of hours and you give me shit. And I'm like, listen, I didn't choose to be here. That's exactly how I feel. Or it's like, I don't really want to be here. And I certainly <laughs> didn't choose to be here. So like, if you're going to give me shit on top of it, like, nah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. Keep your wife, my wife's name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> um, 
harshly opinionated at home, but putting up a front for other people. I'm pretty sure we know what this is called. It's called a facade. We talk about it. Yep. We've been talking about it for three seasons. <laughs> so uh, being worthless and unforgiving, uh, doing anything to be on top. I don't um, get that, honestly. I don't really get that one either. I think that's more of the productive narcissist. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, making you feel anxious and often lowering your confidence. I mean, yeah. That's just every. That's just life, a day-to-day life, right? Yeah. I can't tell if that's just being a millennial or what. Uh, being absent for your life events. Yes. I, I'm yeah. This. This. I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up Zach. More. I'm gonna bring he, up Josh, but yeah, keep going. Just how she would not stay for his sets after he was putting together these shows. Mm-hmm. Not only was he booking, like he okay, I know that it was high school kids booking a show. He got the he got the venue. He made we would hand he would hand draw um flyers and we'd hand them out mm-hmm. like he got us all involved he got like all the things that he needed he got a dj he got all the bands he made sure everyone was there he made sure the place was packed he deserved her respect to be there from the beginning to the end because that's mm-hmm. what moms should do mm-hmm. then certainly not leaving when you watch him set up his drum set or his guitar or whatever mm-hmm. you that's when you should be there for sure not mm-hmm. leaving mm-hmm. josh always talks about how uh, when he would have a band recital and he would look out and his mom wasn't there. And it's really important for him that his mom was there and she never was. And like he would run out, he ran off the stage crying and was like, my mom's not here. Why? What is the point? You know? And his grandma, grandma had to be like, sorry, she's on a date or sorry, she's not here. Like my mom has skipped my wedding. My kid's oh, first birthday she, my mom skipped all the weddings yeah and, she and wasn't like invited to observe jake's but she was invited to zach's and she just didn't feel like it yeah so it's like that's and then if they are there do they put the attention on themselves somehow like my mom is oh, constantly doing shit to like be the center of attention and it's like i can't i can't with you yeah um i know she does it the most to to uh to Zach, but she yeah. does to all of us. And it just drives me crazy. It's just so mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, making you engage in sports or other activities despite your wishes. I had to go. I know how sad I had to go to piano. We had to get. We got free piano from her boyfriend's mom. I feel like I feel like everybody's gripe is like they didn't want to do piano and they were forced to. And I'm not. I'm gonna say. I mean, if they paid for lessons, just get no. She wasn't paying. With. She wasn't paying for lessons. Really, they were getting them for free. She talked her boyfriend's mother-in-law into getting us for free she was pissed the teacher was pissed the whole time we were there and also i wanted to take violin because she made me take violin Mm -hmm. when i was a kid but then she wouldn't pay my bill so i had to stop taking it so it was like she would make me do something and then she wouldn't pay for it and then i would not be able to do it anymore it's like the fuck yeah here's the next one this is a this is big one Oh, oh you want me to read it? Okay, no, I thought I was like, okay, here's her. <laughs> failing to provide uh, warmth and emotional n- nurturance in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Warmth. Yeah. Nurturing. Not there. It was there, but sometimes it wasn't. Like, it, it, you never knew what you were going to get. Yeah. Using you to attain personal gain. I feel like she definitely used... She'd have us, like, call our grandparents be like, we're hungry. Can you send us some money? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, being bothered and annoyed when you need time and attention. Yeah, I mean, she can't have a single thing be about her. Or be about anyone but her. Sure. 
This is also hard because um, I'm going through my own shit. Like, I'm really trying to fix myself. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my kid needs so much attention from me. And I know that this is important that I, like, be there for her and provide that warmth for her. But sometimes I'm like, I'm, Mommy needs a nap. Mommy needs to dissociate, you know? I think That's it's fine. really hard. I think it's okay for Mommy to take a nap. I don't think Mommy needs to be there all the time. But it's like, you need to be there when it counts. And yeah, and also just be authentic. like, it's don't okay roll to be your eyes at your kid, <laughs> right? Right. Or go like, Ugh. yeah. Ugh, you're so needy. Right. Don't make your kids feel bad for existing. Being, yeah, exactly. Um, making poor excuses to limit time together. She'll literally have you come to her house, and then she won't open the door. Oh my god. <laughs> um, displaying sudden mood changes and volatile anger. Well, I mean. I think you guys know about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the side effects of having a narcissistic parent. Okay. So, um, the side effects is your children will start a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold on. I missed it. I lost it. Side effects <laughs> of a nurse of a vasectomy was the first one to pop up. <laughs> oh, I feel um, like, everything in the wake of my I mean these moms raised us there's a lot of side effects for I mean like all of your kids she has four kids my mom has three kids I look at my family I look at your family how everybody's like kind of fighting yeah no one's no one's on each other's team yeah and like wish we could be but we're all going through this this shit that we can't handle with each other yeah my my uh sister's my sister's golden birthday is tomorrow oh and uh i'm feeling fucking guilty for not being able to be in a relationship with her at the moment and i'm feeling sad that like she's not gonna get anything from my mom you know what i mean right like it fucking sucks it fucking sucks but i can't do it you know yeah anyway side effects of having a narcissistic as parent no i mean this is one of them right where you're you want to fix the situation (coughs) yeah here's the first one believing love is conditional uh i struggle with that so hard I struggle with it with you, with Lisa, with Micaiah, with the Josies, with all these people who are 100% love me because of this. Are you crying? Yeah, I'm <laughs> crying. I'm like, are you crying or you just hate what I'm saying? Um, is this something, obviously, so we're hitting a chord here. Well, like, uh, my husband doesn't fucking get it. <laughs> Well, he listens to this podcast, so maybe he'll get it one day. He doesn't. It's too long. <laughs> well, we don't need him anyway. Uh, he gets the cliff notes. Um, uh, last night I was talking to him and he was just like, you know, I really don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. I have struggled with some things and I'm in my head. I'm just like, bro, thank you for trying to <laughs> level with me. But the... The amount of dysfunction I have. I mean, he does. He hasn't even listened to Mental Health Part One. Oh Lord! <laughs> so maybe that's what he should do. <laughs> honestly, 
Um, I mean, it, um, to feel like I am in a deficit for his love and affection. I'll never be good enough for it. Right. And he doesn't so, get that at all because he's like, bitch, you're good enough. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? You don't have to do this, this, this just to earn my love. I love you. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you're like, no, you're lying to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, honestly, I think this is why I'm single and just a loner is because I don't believe it. I mean, I'm starting to believe it, but I've had to do a lot of work to start believing that love can be unconditional. You know, and like we're talking about Linda being like, hey, your drinking has gotten out of control. She doesn't mean she doesn't love me. Doesn't mean she's saying you <laughs> you and I are no more because your drinking got out of control. It's yeah. her being like, I love you and your drinking's out of control because I have unconditional. I think she has unconditional love for me. And I do. I have unconditional love with almost everyone in my life where it's just like, all right, man, <laughs> there's a couple things you can do where I'm like, nah. But for the most part, like highs and lows exist. And I understand that. And I love my people. So the fact that I can't believe that they would love me back the same way is just so distraught. It's like, yeah. It makes you so distraught. It's a interesting that, like, because I have unconditional love for people, I will, like, literally rebuild burnt bridges that I... Same, th- same. That burnt. I'm like, this is... How weird. This is made of charcoal. Let's just build it again. But um, I don't think there's ever going to be a cure for this. I think you have to condition yourself. I think, yeah, you have to have a constant reminder. You have to tell yourself that this is a pattern. This is not your fault that you think this way. And it's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. I mean. Because I've been in this. I mean, I've been in this marriage, this very functional marriage for (laughs) coming up on nine years together. And still every day is a struggle to remind myself that I don't, that I am worth love unconditionally. As I am. I'm a good yeah. person. I'm a fucking good human being. Well, and I think uh, you can agree with me that we think that because we're like, I'm, I'm badass. Yeah, sure. But then in practice, it doesn't yeah. always translate. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is uh, one that really resonates with me, and that's believing you must abide by rules to belong. Hmm. And I feel like that if I'm not in a certain box, people aren't going to accept me. When the reality is, is because I don't fit into a box, that's why people like love me. But I also, I'm always worried that like I'm doing friendship wrong or something. Yeah. I so sometimes, that... I sometimes wonder that because uh, I have, I have broken a lot of friendships, and I, I can't tell if that's just because the friendships run its course, and people are supposed to move on, and you're not mm-hmm. supposed to hold on to people like they're, they're treasured knickknacks on your shelf or whatever but uh yeah i honestly forgot where i was going with that I don't know why. <laughs> it's okay it's midnight we're good it's getting late i just i just took my meds too so we'll see how long well, i drink lasts. i drink my hot chocolate and then my uh my body was like time for bed it's so bed I, spent, time. I spent the last 40 minutes just yawning <laughs> that's usually what's happening on this podcast that <laughs> Muting to yawn. Um, feeling valued for how you're perceived, not who you are. And this is a mother's effect on our daughter. This is what we're reading. So a mother with narcissistic tendencies is typically overly concerned with her daughter's appearance and achievements and how they reflect back on her. Mm-hmm. As a result, the daughter doesn't learn to be her authentic self. Mm-hmm. She might develop the idea that she's only valued for what she can offer others and act 
this way in future relationships. And I feel like that's coincides with Mormon culture. Yes, that's um, that's just hand in hand right there. Yep. Women are only as good as what they can do for for the men, mm-hmm. for their children. They don't deserve to have their own personal being. Right. So that's just tied in. I can't tell the difference between that and a narcissistic mom, honestly. <laughs> well, maybe maybe Mormonism is just a narcissistic mom. Yeah. <laughs> um, accepting verbal abuse and manipulation in relationships. Because abuse mm-hmm. and manipulation may have felt like the norm growing up, you yep. may accept these behaviors in your adult relationships too. But try to remember that abusive tendencies are never a part of healthy relationship, healthy partnerships. And it can like- be hard to even recognize what's going on if you're so used to it. Well, I think that, like, your big issue in your marriage is not that it's bad. It's that it's so good you think you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Like. <laughs> like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, I'm like, I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. And crying about it all the time. It's fucking it up. <laughs> um, regularly blaming yourself. Listen, I'm fucked up. I actually, this is a tactic I've used um, where someone's like, who did this? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it was me. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly, (laughs) I don't know who the fuck I am. I've spent the whole episode thinking I'm probably a narcissist. I might be a psychopath. I'm definitely a hypochondriac. I'm autistic for some reason. Have no clue who the fuck I am. Well, no, I'm talking about like in like the workplace. And I feel like that got me further in the workplace where they're like, did you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I have done it like that before. So maybe it was me. And they're like, like such a smooth tactic though to be like, listen, is it such a bad idea? I'm so sorry. Okay, that's like cool. Well, I won't do. We that all make again. mistakes, don't we? And we won't well, do it. Also, I can see I can watch someone who actually did it in the corner crumbling, and I'm like, I'll just take the fucking heat. It's not a big, and I'll take it in such a way that no one's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> oh my god. Um, there's this TikTok that's like, basically, it's this person that's like. One of you betrayed me. And it's like, is it me, Jesus? And he's like, no, my child, it's not you. Is it me, Jesus? No, not you. And then it's, is it me, Jesus? Is it me, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Easter has brought us a lot of, a lot of oh, a bounty, a fucking bounty of like good, like cake decorating shit. Good TikToks about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, there's that entire like scene from parks and rec where everybody's just trying to be like i did it i did it no you didn't you didn't do it well here's the thing like i i realized that like my like the time my mom checked our assholes to see who who didn't wipe yeah i remember that could have been the the breaking point for me where it's like i'll just take the heat like i'll take the spankings anything's better than this display yes (laughs) You know, anything's better than watching you embarrass yourself trying to figure out who the fuck did it. I'll take the heat. Like, I don't care. Like, shut up. So, yeah, I mean, obviously. Poor <laughs> it's my asshole. It's mine. It's mine. My, my one dignity. <laughs> when I was eight, this is going to be a great story. When I was eight, my I decided not to poop anymore. I wonder if that's tied... <laughs> I wonder if that's tied to something because I also stopped showering. So, like, wow. it could have been I. It could have been sexual abuse that I don't remember. But I just know for yeah, some you're, reason. Yeah, you were trying I to make yourself not. I stopped pooping yeah. and I stopped showering. Uh, that made me extremely constipated. 
so far that I had to be removed from school because I was having so much stomach cramps and they, they drove me like in an ambulance, I think to Utah Valley hospital where they took an x-ray of my guts and it was was like, guess what? You're full of shit and gas (laughs) and you got to poop. And so the one dignity that I did have left was my butthole and my mom had to give me enemas. And I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst. This was third grade. Yes. Yeah. Okay, say, say my third grade thing where I stopped eating. <gasps> say, if you were twins, dude. We were suffering. We were suffering. As eight-year-olds. We were trying to get some attention. We're like, okay, you're not, you're not picking up the signs. Let's make it physical. Pick up on it. Pick up on the signs. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call CPS because I'm not thriving. <laughs> Someone just call my grandma. <laughs> Grandma's like, I cannot be an enabler anymore. My kid has to raise her kids. <laughs> No, she was, my grandma's a little, uh, let's say part of the problem. <laughs> right? Uh, like, they, to, to be fair, my mom was raised by her parents, and that turned her into a narcissist, you know? Right. So, like, my grandma was more than happy to be like, ha, 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 Carolyn, we have your kids because you're not a good mom, when we had to go when we were when oh, I was a freshman. Oh, hmm. I but see this, what you're Yeah, but this also plays into the whole narcissistic thing where your failures are amplified. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she's a fucking narcissist. Listen, this is generational trauma, and I think it's right for you to just... This is where I'm getting at, is like... I'm constantly feeling guilty that I'm cutting off my mom because I know she's trying. Mm-hmm. But what else am I supposed to do to stop the generational trauma? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Other people are just simply not having kids. You know what? I think that's a, a that's great fucking idea. That's what I'm doing. What? What? I honestly think that that's a great fucking idea. If the birth rate drops and if people are not having kids in this fucking country, then we fix it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then the government's like, what the fuck? And you're like, I don't know. You guys are fucked up too. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like I, well, also I waited on a table with, it was a a dad and his three kids and the kids asked what my name was. And I'd honestly rather Ted Bundy know my name than these three children. I was just like, oh, shut up. Quit saying my name. I hate you. (laughs) Ted Bundy, you're not his type. Oh no, no, no. You know whose type I am? Buffalo Bills. Put the lotion in the basket. Oh, that guy. I thought you were talking about the casino in Pahrump. No, no, no. I, love... I was like, you can work there? <laughs> you can... What? Uh, no, uh, the serial killer on Silence yeah. of the Lambs, which is yeah. probably one of my favorite movies. Like, maybe, like, it's top three for sure. So fucking good. I love that movie. I was just watching it the other day, by the way. <laughs> you know what's great about uh, being mentally ill? And having you can just ADHD keep watching the same slash shows autism. Over and over. I literally don't know how things end anymore. And I'm like surprised every time I'm like, oh yeah, that was that's such a good movie. No, but why that movie is so great is because of how it ends. And I love how she's like, Is he gonna come after you? She goes, No, he would consider that to be rude. And it's like it's so there's like so like nuances that are just hilarious. Like, I need hilarious. to watch it again, honestly. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is you become a people pleaser. Um I've Oh my, my god. I've had my bouts of people pleasing, you best believe. Everybody listen to this podcast is a people pleaser. <laughs> Every single one of you. What does that mean? Why? You're a people pleaser. Take a look at yourself in the mirror and wonder, you know what? Where did I get this from? Why am I a people pleaser? And then say, fuck everybody and do what you want for yourself. 
oh okay i thought you were saying they were people pleasers because they were listening to this podcast and i'm like what are you saying <laughs> well in, a, in in i mean maybe they want to appeal to us no Maybe we're maybe we're releasing some pretty decent content. Maybe, maybe that's part of it. You know why do we why do we have this argument every every show? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's highly likely that y'all are people pleasers. Every single person I know has people pleasing tendencies. It's the flight, oh, yeah. fight, freeze, or fawn, and you guys are all fawn responsing. No, I think sorry, y'all are traumatized. Everyone has had a moment of people pleasing for sure. We all were teenagers once, for God's sake. Um, avoiding or chasing the love you lacked growing up. Yep, avoiding the fuck out of it. I'm gonna be forever alone. Thanks, I'm Mom. chasing it. Aw, cute. We're yin and yang. Aw, again. Uh, desiring constant validation. I don't really <laughs> need that. <laughs> you have a podcast. So what? It's an artistic. I don't see it as like a stroke my ego. I. But I I've also always had people that are stroking my ego though. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think originally I I wanted a podcast to tell my story to feel valid in my pain and I feel like that phase is definitely past and I'm just doing this for fun. Oh, um yeah. I want to like my goal is to uh make a piece of art. Like this isn't gonna, this is I'm, I'm doing all this is an art piece to me. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm just having fun. Yeah, and no, but like art is fun to me, so it's like, oh, this is an art piece. Yeah, and I also, like, want to have a say in how it goes. That's why, I mean, you oh. know how I have this grip on, like, the the formula. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 we're having 15 episodes per season. Oh, and, right. and I'm just like, whatever. Go, and we can only have one per, per season of this, this, and this. You well, know maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's part of the art project, though, is a yeah. person who's just, like, never following any sort of whatever being with someone who does follow things. We're yin and yang here. Yeah. I like uh, it. So the next one is displaying narcissistic tendencies. That is right. Unfortunately, having a narcissist or a mother heightens your chance of becoming a narcissist yourself. Yep, it does. Uh, it's likely you'll try to beat your mother by joining her, <laughs> ensuring that you're the smartest person in the room so that she'll never be able to make you feel worthless ever again. <sighs> Shit's deep. Oh, that um, sucks. Experiencing <laughs> negative health effects. I mean, I have Crohn's disease. What else can you say? 100%. We are living proof of this. Okay, so let's just work where we're, uh, we're, uh... Was that the, that's it? That's, that's all of it. the side effects? Oh, yeah. okay. Um, so let's just talk about how to deal with a narcissist, and then we can wrap this motherfucker up. Okay. Uh, educate yourself. Find out more about the disorder. Listening to this podcast was obviously your first step. <laughs> or maybe it was like your 10th step. I don't know. <laughs> it's all about me, damn it. Um, <laughs> it can help you understand the narcissist's strengths and weaknesses and learn how to handle them better. Yeah. It's it's like a falcon. You have to have it's your like protection. A <laughs> and you have to know how to handle them correctly. Oh, right. Yeah. You got to wear that glove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. And you have a relationship, you understand, you also know that this, this bird can hurt you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, create boundaries. Be clear about your boundaries. So, I mean, Oh, that's so fucking hard. Yeah, we talk about boundaries all the time on this show. And they're fucking hard, y'all. So Communicating them in the beginning is like... so hard. Well, and that's a trauma response, right? Because you don't feel like you're going to be heard. And you don't have the skill set because nobody taught you, so you're just figuring this out on your own. Well, and you're also setting boundaries with people who have 
more than likely swatted you down on more than one occasion, whether it was physically or emotionally. Yeah, and they don't know how to respect boundaries either. Right, they're not interested in your boundaries. So it's kind of hard to like set them and then express them so you don't feel like alienated or alienating. And then just, you know, eventually people get better with boundaries. And if they don't, thank God you know that, right? <laughs> set a hard boundary and get rid of their asses. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is just to speak up for yourself. When you need something, be clear and concise. And if the people around you aren't giving you what you need, find new people. You can. How many people are on this earth? Right. There's a commune for you somewhere. And honestly, seriously, if you're if you don't vibe with your tribe, get a new one. Yeah. You know? And my sister told me once that I only <laughs> I'm only friends with people who tell me are like yes men to me. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not even close to reality. Like like aren't we all though? You want no. you want supportive people that are just going to be like, "You know what? Yeah, you can do this." Yeah, you can Well, succeed. yeah, absolutely. I want people to amp me up, but I also want people to be like, "You're overstepping a bound." my boundary right now yeah. i want people who are not afraid to tell me hey you're fucking up or hey da, 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 you know what i mean like i want that and yeah. i want to be that for other people too like if i don't feel like i can c- have a conversation with you or be concerned about you and like act upon my concerns or whatever yes i'm tying it all around to the beginning <laughs> yeah <laughs> then i mean that's that's hard that's tough i need to re i need to reevaluate i need to reevaluate my uh that relationship right I think people uh, take me for a yes man a lot of the time. Not oh. making this about my, about me, but um, I think okay. what she was talking about is like this podcast is just me being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And do I do that? Yeah, I do. But um, no, also my, sister, I just, my like, sister did not say that about you. She said that about Micaiah like four years ago. Oh, I see. And I was like, um, no. Well. I, think. I mean, it's whatever. We were fighting, and she was saying what she was saying, but it stuck with me, and I'm like, I don't want yes men around me constantly. I want people to gas me up and be like, you're a badass, oh, but yeah. also to be like, hey, you're acting you're acting the fool, so stop it. Yeah. Because that's what friendships is. That's what tribes are. Your tribe, you're only as strong as your weakest link, and if your tribe, there's some fucking alcoholic who <laughs> is trying to kill herself, then you say, hey, alcoholic, you're trying to kill yourself. Knock it off. You know, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Go. Uh, how about check in somewhere? Right. Get some meds. And I don't think anyone came up with that decision but me. I was like, I need to go get some. <laughs> but again, it's having the tribe around me where I like want right. to live for them. And I don't right. feel like I do feel like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Just... And like also like just the suggestion, like we will support you when you do this. Right. Is important. Instead of being like, why would you want to do that? So you're just gonna, have it you're worse just gonna than reflect you. Ne- negatively on our family, right? It's truly, like, don't only think about yourself, but think about your fucking self, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to add? I think that was a good note to end on. All right, everybody. We say these things. Name Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Is this the place? Podcast is written, recorded, and edited at Titan Tower Studios. Our theme song is by Bobby, and our cover art is by Jessica Sanchez. This is our story, as we see it. We believe it to be true as far as it is translated correctly. If you liked the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. We have dedicated a lot of our time and talents, and we really appreciate your support. Maybe this isn't the place, but you are definitely the people making this possible. Thank you.